Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter, and can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Friday, May 5th, also known as Cinco de Mayo. We'll kick it off with our transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. Got a lot of stuff to go through today, not only only in news, but also in terms of the notable performances. So we'll try to make this quick on each note. In terms of IL placements, the Cardinals placed outfielder Tyler O'Neill on the 10-day IL with a lower back strain. He's really struggled this year to a 620 OPS. It's likely nothing serious, the injury, and it could be a way to sort of give him time to get his head right right now. So maybe it's a phantom IL stint or something like that. But right now, outfielder Juan Yepes was recalled in a corresponding move to O'Neill's IL placement, and he should probably platoon with Alec Burleson in left field. I'm surprised it wasn't the recently demoted Jordan Walker, who sort of deserves to be in the major leagues right now, but that's another point. This move should benefit current outfielders Burleson, Lars Newtbar, and Dylan Carlson the most. The Cardinals also placed starting pitcher Jake Woodford on the 15-day IL with right shoulder inflammation. That's not really too notable, but it does make room for veteran starter Adam Wainwright to make his return to the rotation today in his 2023 debut against the Tigers. The last IL placement is starting pitcher Vince Velasquez being placed on the 15 15-day IL with right elbow inflammation. The injury was worse than he originally expected, and it's unfortunate not only because Vinny V is injured and the Pirates are off to such a hot start, but also because Vinny was having a career year with an ERA almost two runs below his career average, so hopefully this isn't even more serious in terms of requiring Tommy John surgery or something like that. In terms of transactions, reliever Rizal Iglesias was activated from the 15-day IL. He had missed the entire first month of the season with right shoulder inflammation. He could need some time to warm up to major league hitting but he should be the go-to option for saves throughout the year starting pitcher dylan dodd was optioned to the minors in a corresponding move and right now the team has only four starters so another move is probably coming in the near future the team also did make another move on friday promoting top prospect shortstop brayden shoemake from triple a he's atlanta's number six prospect according to mlb pipeline and the number five prospect according to fan graphs he made his mlb debut on friday going 0 for 4 with a strike out he's not so much known for his bat since being promoted to double a in 2019 he's never had a wrc plus above 90 so really not a great hitter but he makes up for it by making a lot of contact and not striking out he's mostly known for his glove which is much better than von grissom's who's the current shortstop for the team so this could mean that shoemake is more of a defensive replacement and pinch runner the twins transferred starting pitcher tyler molly to the 60-day il with a right arm posterior impingement and flexor pronator strain he's likely not 
not going to be back until after the All-Star break. So this mostly just ensures that Bailey Ober will have a rotation spot for the next couple of months. The team also recalled outfielder Alex Kirilov, who batted 316 with three homers, two steals, and a 165 WRC plus in his 10 games at AAA since returning from the IL. He's still only 25. He can play both first base and corner outfield. So I still think he's an interesting option if that wrist is not bothering him anymore. The corresponding move was optioning the hot starting and slow hitting recently Trevor Larnock to the minors. The Cubs officially promoted first baseman Matt Mervis, one of their top prospects in his debut. He went one for four with an RBI and two strikeouts, batting seventh for the team and playing first base. He produced the highest exit velocity in the game with his first career hit being a 111.2 mile per hour single. The corresponding move there was Edwin Rios being optioned to the minors. The Guardians option starting pitcher Zach Plesak to the minors. Pretty interesting since he was great to start his career since posting a 3.32 ERA in his first 171 innings across 2019 and 2020. The right-hander has pitched to a 4.72 ERA in 295 innings across the past three seasons. And that includes a 7.59 ERA in his five starts this year. So we might not see Plesak for a while. And lastly, in terms of transactions, the Dodgers option starting pitcher Gavin Stone to the minors after he made just one start. So right now they their rotation is full with five guys so stone was not needed but we should see him again at some point this year and i will wrap things up with the news from around the league one really sour note starting pitcher of the astros luis garcia is set to have tommy john surgery he landed on the 15 day il on tuesday may 2nd and now it's been determined that he will miss the rest of the season with tommy john surgery starting pitcher jp france will be recalled today to take his place in the rotation not sure if he's somebody that you're going to want to pick up he's a 28 year old right-hander he has over 200 innings of triple a experience but he did pitch to a 2.33 ERA in 19 and the third innings, starting three of the five games he pitched in with a 34% strikeout rate so far this year. The Diamondbacks got outfielder Corbin Carroll back in the lineup after he missed three games with a knee injury. The team will take it easy with him for now, slotting him in as the DH likely throughout the weekend, but it's good to see him back. The Phillies announced that starting pitcher Matt Strom will not be a starting pitcher anymore as he'll be moved to a bullpen role. He's already pitched more than half as many innings as he had last year. So this seems like a load management type thing. Also, Ranger Suarez is expected to return next weekend, so he'll take that open rotation spot. And lastly, starting pitcher Carlos Rodon of the Yankees is probably not going to be back for a while. His back issue was deemed chronic, so he'll have a cortisone injection. And right now, even a return as early as July is still up in the air. So not a good first impression for Rodon in his first year in New York. Now we'll check out the notable performances from around the league. We had 15 games, a full slate on Friday. We'll kick it off with the hitters leading off with Anthony Santander, who hit a couple bombs for the Orioles in a win against the Braves, going two for five, scoring twice, those two home runs and five RBIs. He's up to five home runs on the year. Both home runs were over 102 miles per hour, and one of them was even a grand slam. Santander is cleaning up every day for the Orioles, but he's not looking like the guy that hit 33 home runs last year. Strikeouts have been a big problem for him this year, which is interesting because he had a full season career best rate of 18.9% last year, and now he's striking out over 27% of the time. And according to Savant, his swing decisions haven't been great. He's been worth negative two swing take runs after being plus nine in that category last year. Fixing the Ks will be the key to making Santander more than just an empty power hitter with a good lineup spot. 
Elsewhere, Sean Murphy in that same game went two for four, hitting a home run and knocking in four runs. He's up to nine home runs now. That home run traveled 112.4 miles per hour off the bat and was the fifth hardest hit ball of the day, and he now leads the National League in OPS. Speaking of OPS leaders, Brent Rooker hit another home run in Kansas City and tacked on a double and a walk as well. He's up to 10 home runs now, and he now leads all of baseball in OPS. Fernando Tatis Jr. against the Dodgers in a win cracked two home runs of his own going two for five scoring twice and knocking in three runs he's up to four dingers now in his two weeks in the majors the first one was a laser traveling 110.8 miles per hour off the bat Tatis is in one of the best lineup spots in baseball right now leading off for the Padres in front of Manny Machado Juan Soto and Xander Bogarts it looks like the steroids were just for health and not like a talent thing so my only concern right now is that He just hasn't been stealing bases across his first two weeks in the majors. He's been caught stealing once, but Tatis should start getting back to being the dual threat that put him in the consideration for best player in baseball as soon as he starts ramping up on the base paths. Speaking of dual threats, Javi Baez hit a home run. He's now got three in his last four games. He knocked in two runs and walked in this one and went two for three. He's up to three home runs and two steals now, but the big thing is that he might finally be catching fire. Also, very interesting note is he is striking out at a career level. 17.2% rate this year. His previous best was 24%. So this is a big difference for a guy that's known for being a very free swinger. And after being benched in April, he sort of looked like a completely different El Mago. So if Baez is out in your league, this might be time to just at the very least ride the hot stretch. And last, we've got Whit Merrifield stealing three bases against the Pittsburgh Pirates in a win for the Blue Jays. He's batting over 300, no home runs, seven stolen bases. He's looking like good old Whit, providing average, no power, and lots of steals. But if you'd like a lowdown on the rest of the batter performances from around the league, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the rotation and check out some starting pitchers that had some big performances or not so big performances on Friday. Max Freed was one of those guys in a loss versus the Orioles. He tossed six innings giving up eight hits and five earned runs while walking two and striking out seven. Surprisingly, he had 20 whiffs and a 37% CSW across 104 pitches, and that earned him the golden goal as he led baseball with 20 whiffs, earning him the gallows pole, and with 37% CSW, earning him the king Cole. Very interesting, but I think it's worth it to dive into that start and see how he got to the point of allowing five earned runs on his ledger. He had allowed just two runs heading into the seventh, but then fell apart there, allowing three runs on his own scorecard and seven runs runs scored in that inning for the Orioles. It would have been a typical freed start if he didn't get extended beyond his abilities as his changeup was great in this one, racking up 10 whiffs and a 56% CSW. I think this is clearly on the onus of the manager here, so he should be the same old Max Freed in his next start versus the Red Sox. Speaking of the Red Sox, Chris Sale looked like vintage Chris Sale against the Phillies in a win, tossing six innings, allowing seven hits and 300 runs with one walk while striking out 10. He had 17 whiffs and a 30 CSW. He really looked like his old self with increased velocity on all of his pitches. His fastball was up to 96 miles per hour after averaging 94 throughout this season. And honestly, you may have missed your chance to buy low while his numbers were really bad. They're still pretty bad. So I think this might be the time to go get him. I think this Chris Sale is looking like old Chris Sale again. He's still got a 6.37 ERA and a 1.44 whip. So that fantasy manager that has him on his team might still be trying to get out from under him, but we'll see if this is a new improved sale in his next start versus the Cardinals. And lastly, we've got Merrill Kelly against the Nationals earning the win as he tossed seven innings, allowing just four hits, one run, and one walk while striking out 10 batters of his own. He had 
16 whiffs and a 35% CSW, and he's once again looking like 2022 first half Merrill Kelly. I don't know if this is just he's really good in the first half, but right now his performance does seem a little bit more sustainable as he's become more of a strikeout pitcher. Right now he has a career high 25.5% strikeout rate, so his success should continue in his next start versus the Marlins. But if you'd like a rundown on every single starting pitcher from around the league on Friday, go listen to the Plus Pitch podcast and go read Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on pitcherlist.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and check out the relievers that had saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations. We'll start off with the former Camilo Duvall got a save for the Giants. Josh Hader got his National League leading 11th save. Adam Adovino got a save surprisingly with David Robertson pitching the 8th. Mark Leiter Jr. got his first save of the season with Michael Fulmer pitching the 8th. Ronaldo Lopez got a save despite his struggles and seeming like he had lost the closer role. Jason Adam got another save with Pete Fairbanks on the IL. Kenley Jansen got a save. Yohan Duran got a save Alex Lang got a save Andrew Chafin got a save and Ryan Presley got a save so we had lots of saves going around baseball on Friday and now for the latter part the closers that pitched outside of save situations Zach Jackson pitched with a four-run lead because somehow the A's got a win and they had to do all they could to secure that one also Jordan Romano pitched in a tight ball game as well as David Bednar pitching in a close game just getting some work in Michael King who may be the new closer in New York pitched in a close game that turned out to be a loss Ryan Helsley also did the same. Will Smith blew a save, allowing a lot of runs in his attempt to close out the game against the Angels. And Carlos Estevez capitalized, pitching the top of the 10th and earning the dub when the Angels walked it off. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single bullpen from around the league on Friday, make sure to go check out my edition of the Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. But before we look forward to today, we're going to take a quick break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain, and they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow, and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll send it over to the wonderful Mark Paquette with the weather. Thank you very much, Jake. Well, today's giant slate of Major League Baseball will have two games with some weather threats, and these are going to be in Kansas City and St. Louis. Certainly not a washout. What we're talking about here is isolated thunderstorms that pass on by. Um, Delay is more likely than a postponement, though I'm not going to completely rule out a postponement. We just have to keep an eye on it. Back to you. Thanks, Mark. Now we'll look forward to Saturday, May 6th, as we have another full slate scheduled of 15 games. Kick it off with our probable starters. My matchup of the day, we've got Sonny Gray versus Logan Allen. Sonny Gray is the Major League ERA leader, and Logan Allen is looking like one of the new bright stars coming out of the Cleveland rotation. Now for our streamer of the day, we've got five guys in the auto start tier, and that includes both Gray and Allen, as well as Spencer Strider versus the Orioles, Drew Rasmussen versus the Yankees, and 
and Nick Lodolo versus the White Sox. We've got four guys in the probably start tier, and we got to go all the way down to the questionable start tier to find our streamer of the day. We've got five guys there. The one we're targeting is Tyler McGill versus the Rockies in Rocky Road. And despite not having the fastball that he had at the beginning of last season, he should be able to get a win and control the damage in New York. I would also keep an eye out for Jose Barrios. He's sort of 50-50, either blow up or gem right now, but he's taking on the Pirates, so I think I'll run with that one. And also Brady Singer, who might have been dropped in your league because he's been pitching so poorly, but he's taking on the A's and they are not that great. And for my hitter suggestions, I would say Reds hitters versus Mike Clevenger in Great American Ballpark. It's the second best hitters park in baseball and Clevenger is not great. I would target a couple lefties and Jake Fraley and TJ Friedel, as well as Nick Senzel, who has been really hot to start the year. And finally, we'll close things out with our relievers to watch. We've got a lot here. Jason Adam has gone back-to-back days, so I think Colin Poche or Kevin Kelly could be the guy to get the save, or really anybody could get the save. If it's me out there in the ninth, please give me a shout-out on Twitter. I'd appreciate it. Reynaldo Lopez has also pitched on consecutive days. It should be Keenan Middleton to take over in the ninth today. Alex Lang for the Tigers has gone three days in a row. Jason Folly will be the first man up there. Yohan Duran is coming off back-to-back days for the Twins, but so is setup man Jorge Lopez, so Griffin Jacks should get the call if a save arises. Carlos Estevez has pitched in three of the past four days. Matt Moore will likely be the guy to get the ninth. Andrew Chafin has also gone three of the past four days, and so we could see Scott McGuff or Miguel Castro or even All-Star Joe Mantiply in the ninth. And finally, Camilo Duvall also went in three of the last four days. He could turn the ball over to Taylor Rogers, who is in need of a maintenance inning anyway. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord, to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, and to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.